Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now is your host, Zach Clinton, on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of the Built Different Podcast. You know, rather than our usual monologue segment, I want to take a moment just to pray over the families uh, that have been severely affected by the mass shootings in both Atlanta, Georgia and Boulder, Colorado this past week. Uh, Two horrific acts that have not only ended the lives of many, but have forever affected the lives of individuals, spouses, and families that are now left in brokenness. So just to begin, I challenge you to stop what you're doing, take a moment of silence, and pray with me for these individuals and those affected by the events of this past week. Dear Heavenly Father, God, what a horrific and devastating week it has been for our country. Lord, I pray specifically now for the individuals that have been affected the most through these recent events. God, I pray for the spouses, the children, the parents, the friends, the families of the people who lost their lives. I pray, God, that you would exemplify 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 by showing up as the God of all comfort who comforts those in all of their troubles. I pray, Lord, that during this time you would bring an overwhelming sense of comfort, peace, and love to the individuals affected most. God, guide them, walk with them, and help them to know that they are never alone. Place people in their lives, God, that will support, encourage, and build them up during these dark moments. We thank you, God, that even in the midst of our darkest hours, you are still there, and you can and will make your name and your presence felt and known. God, we love you. God, we need you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen. I pray that you would all consistently remember those affected by these tragedies in your prayers today and always. Guys, today we're going to be hearing a testimony from Emmy-nominated RIAA's best-selling female comedian. She's known as the country comic and the queen of clean Miss Shonda Pierce. Shonda has experienced so much pain, loss, and grief throughout her life, but has somehow found a way to cling to Christ in the midst of her brokenness. And let me tell you something, she's pretty funny too. Uh, Guys, her story is one, like I said, of devastation and heartbreak, but oh how God continues to show up to redeem her story and make it one of hope and encouragement as well. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And that interview with Miss Shonda Pierce will be coming up right after this short commercial break. We'll be right back with more after this. Meredith Andrews. Extraordinary 
Women, a day of worship and encouragement. Coming to Marcus Point in Pensacola, April 17th. I'm Extraordinary Women host Julie Clinton, and I can't wait to see you along with our friends and some of the nation's best speakers, Casey Van Norman, Sheila Walsh, and Megan Clinton. Then praise and worship with Meredith Andrews. Super Early Bird Savings extended with $49 tickets through March 31st. An incredible worship experience you'll never forget. Get your tickets now at eWomen.net. That's eWomen.net. Extraordinary Women. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here's your host, Zach Clinton. Shauna Pierce, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, my friend. Good to see you. Great to see you. Well, I'm so excited just to have the opportunity to sit down with you, mm-hmm. uh, to hear a little bit more about your story, what's made you into the woman that you are, <laughs> sitting in front of me today. And ma'am, your story is one of extreme pain yeah. and extreme loss, yet yeah. uh, you've been able to maneuver your way through it all with the gift of humor <laughs> and clinging to the Lord through your faith. Uh, just to start us out, though, before we dive into that story, you are RIAA's best-selling female comedian. I know you got some jokes up your sleeve, so would you mind sharing maybe just one or two jokes for us before we well, start out? I'll tell you, the best joke about that is when they did the ceremony that gave me the award for being the most awarded female comic in history. Yeah. Now, that just blew my mind. That's insane. It is insane, because I just said to the man who read the proclamation, and I said, but there's like Joan Rivers, you know, and there's Whoopi Goldberg, and there's, right. you know, and he goes, I know, we did the math twice because we ain't never heard of you. <laughs> I mean, that'll keep you humble, you know. That will. But for some reason, I think the sweetest blessing in my career, and I, I think it's just nothing but a gift from God, because you have to admit, we all have we all have career minds, and then yeah. we start watching people that are doing what we do, and we yeah. go, well, I didn't get to do that. Well, I've never been at the Oscars. Well, mm. they don't have me at the, you know, I don't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I you know, I haven't gotten to be in a movie with Sandra Bullock. You, know, it's right. the, you start envying the climb of other people's careers. And I think what the gift that God did of the universe did for me was, I'm going to help you be successful in another area. That's right. And that was, I paid for two college educations and braces for the kids and three houses and a couple (laughs) of cars, you know, because people were so kind enough to buy projects, you know, buy DVDs down through the years. And I wound up being the biggest seller of DVDs for a female comic. I know, it's really funny. It's amazing. But now I am blessed. I think you would ask a few of those comics. Like I've met, I've been on the Wanda Sykes show, and I've yeah. been with, with Whoopi Goldberg, and I've been with a lot of female comics in the secular world. They, they don't like me very much, but I have gotten <laughs> to you know hang out with them a little bit. But we we just have different philosophies and, yeah. and religions and different you know uh, hmm. uh, political parties right. is the biggest one. But I am I am blessed. I I feel very blessed. I have been doing this for twenty seven years. That is insane. It is insane. I, and I look back and go, I know people who have done this for a long time, comedy. Yeah. Um, in the secular world, they look rough. Because <laughs> <laughs> they also 
also probably did it with Jim Beam and a couple of cigarettes in their hands and late night, you know, carousing around. I had to go home, put kids to bed and, you know, and get up and have Sunday school the next day. Exactly. Well, I have been blessed to have come to many extraordinary women's conferences with my my mom, Julie. I know. I've watched you grow up, Seriously. And just hear you for so many years. And you are hilarious. (laughs) And you you always bring just a light sense of humor. And just a smile to everybody's face. Thank you very much. Absolutely. But what I really want to dive into today Mm -hmm. is into your story. Uh, Man, you experienced just a lot of pain and trauma as a young girl. Um, Can you just help us understand, all of our listeners, what your childhood was like growing up and the different battles you just had to work through? You know, uh, there was a lot. You know, I am, uh, yesterday was my birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. Thank you. And so you really start reevaluating, you know, some of the things you've walked through and the road that you've walked. And, And even while they're, you know, uh, doing the rehearsaling for E-Women and you can hear the band warming up and everything right now, my heart starts pounding because I go, I can't believe I get to do this. Yeah. And it's because I can't believe what I have survived. Mm. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't think I have the corner market on pain. There are so many people out there walking some painful roads and going through some tough stuff. Mm. But for me, I grew up in a very holiness tradition as a preacher's kid. So lots of rules and regulation bordering on legalism. I don't want to throw that on that denomination, but (laughs) it was very much, you know, uh, hair up, skirt down, you know, no pants. (laughs) My grandmother never wore lips. She's ugly, but she is holy, you know. (laughs) She never wore makeup and always had her hair in a bun, you know. So all that to say, in that in that dynamic where you're doing where you think you're doing, you know, keeping all the rules and regulations, you're check doing all the check marks to get you into heaven, all of a sudden everything falls apart. Mm. And what that does to your mindset is but I thought we were doing it right. Mm. I thought we were we were keeping the rules. I thought God liked us, you know, because we're on his team. Yeah. And my big sister was killed in a car wreck. She was mm. twenty. It was just a few months later, my little sister got sick in high school, and she was a freshman in high school, 15, Mm. found out she had leukemia, and she died Mm. in 21 days. And in the midst of our childhood was battling uh, life with a a bipolar father. He was extremely manic depressive. Yeah. It was back in the day when the church culture just didn't want to talk about mental illness. They thought you needed Jesus more, right, you know, right. or yeah, to exactly. think about psychi- psychiatric medicine. They're like, oh, no, that's like LSD. Nah, I'm like, yeah, no, my, antipre- yeah, my antidepressant is keeping me alive. <laughs> oh, and yeah. So it was back in that culture. And so he did mm. seek help like he should. And his manic state would climb higher and higher. And that's what became dangerous. Yeah. Um, and in that narcissistic manic state he had multiple affairs Mm. he was it was a confusing thing to watch as a teenager Mm. where we'd get a whooping for wearing a pair of blue jeans and yet we knew he was messing around with some lady yeah Yeah. and so it was uh nuts i mean it was just nuts all that to say and yet i had a mother who revealed to us every day who god was in all of this Mm. and that god is not nuts and and that he is full of grace and mercy and so i i survived a lot of that um Mm. then as the years went on and you think you're you know smooth sailing out of the tough stuff a lot of it is your adult life you just begin to unravel what was 
what you learned poorly growing right. up. And you right. begin to unravel some of that pain and some of those scars. And mm-hmm. that stuff begins and ooze out. I always tell people, if you don't take care of your stuff, your stuff's going to deal with you and you won't right. like the picture. That's it. So kind of get in mm-hmm. touch with your stuff and walk through your pain and find someone to talk it out with. And mm-hmm. and I was diagnosed clinically depressed about 15 years ago. And uh, I've been on a great track of taking care of myself and my mm-hmm. body and my medicine and and nutrition all those things play into the fight for mental illness and that disease but um and then I lost my mother I've lost my father I've lost my a a child I've lost my husband you know of 31 years and I stand here in front of you Zach as Mm -hmm. a woman who still finds the joy of the Lord is my strength wow and I just and I am so grateful that he's still given me a sense of humor yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. <laughs> this day and age, I mean, it's hard to think. I'm finally on the road. We yeah. just went through a plague. Literally. And it, you think there's nothing you could find that would be funny because everybody <laughs> is so sad and beaten up and isolated. But me, yeah. I just read the newspaper and go, this world has gone nuts. <laughs> This is a fuel, you know, this Seriously. is fuel for a comic. Right. <laughs> I feel bad. My job's not so hard. Just read the <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> Seriously. And in hearing your story, Ms. Shonda, I mean, as you said. Right. Battle of depression, anxiety, yes. managing trauma in your yes. life as a young woman. There's a lot of people out there that are battling some of the same things. Yes. But then you're able to, through all of this, the gift of humor. I mean, you've made me and so many others laugh, like I said, for so many years. You're an Emmy-nominated, yes. RIAA's best-selling female comedian, known as the country comic and the queen of clean. <laughs> How did this gift of humor get brought about in such maybe like a dark growing up childhood right and how did it flourish to where you're at today right you know you you see a lot of if you're a comedy buff and my son certainly is i mean yeah. he's always having me watch the latest comic that's big <laughs> on comedy central now most of it i have to go i don't need to hear that <laughs> you know um but but the truth of the matter is comedy is a great uh deflector yeah. Now, I know jokes that I told early on in my career. For instance, I used to tell this story about two little old ladies behind me at the water fountain when I was in, a little kid. Right. And I was getting a drink of water, and one of them patted me on the head and said, this is our preacher's daughter. She's not very P-R-E-T-T-Y. <laughs> and, and it was funny. And I said, no, but I'm real S-M-A-R-T. <laughs> I remember telling that early on in my career, and it chuckled. Right. Little ladies from the church would chuckle. The truth of the matter is, I didn't really turn around and say, I'm S-M-A-R-T. Mm. That's a punchline. I wrote that part. The truth in that joke is these two little ladies did Mm. say P-R-E-T-T-Y. Now, the reason I began to tell it is deflecting on it in that way made it more palatable to handle in my heart. Mm. It was later in my life that I had to start dealing with the things that were stuffed away in my heart that for Mm. a long time were material. That's right. And when it seems like when you start dealing with some of the issues that you're angry about or you're sarcastic about or you're making jokes about it changes things and your comedy becomes richer and deeper when i see a comic and you hear so many times uh comics out there that overdose Mm -hmm. on drugs we've lost so many young hilarious wonderful comics and um and it's because they're using their comedy as a deflector, and mm. when that doesn't work, then it's alcohol or mm-hmm. it's drugs to keep that high. Always reaching for something. If you're not careful, mm. and this is, happens in the Christian market, too. Oh, yeah. 
uh, wonderful performers and great speakers and you'll hear about the fallen preachers and you'll hear about the the broken you know a christian singer who had an affair with somebody you know you hear it all the time it's but we're like nobody else. It's just because you love Jesus, you don't stop being human. That's right. And you don't start struggling, and you don't stop having temptation and right. all that. But what happens, I think, you get addicted to that high mm. that's on a platform. You mm. get addicted to, to the accolades of people around you, even good Christian folks. That's right. And you just miss that. And it's because something in you is missing that you forgot who you were. Wow. Uh, and you think all that you are is that person on a stage. Right. One of the greatest gifts in the world from to me was depression. Hmm. If I had never gotten clinically depressed, I probably would have destroyed my career much before now. I would have probably gone after something that was not going to sustain me because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out who I am mm-hmm. when I really figured out that I am just a broken vessel that is still so loved by God mm-hmm. that the glue of the Holy Spirit has put my pieces back together and that living water can still feel this cracked vessel. When I learned those things, I love my job, but mm-hmm. I love sitting at home working a puzzle too. You that's, know, and, and so you so just powerful. absolutely and it my is. heart goes out. You know, sometimes I see these comics and they're angry and they're, uh, they're that's their style yep. is loud and i just want to throw my arms around them and going man who hurt you right in such a way that what you do for a living lets that stuff bleed out right. you know i wonder how funny you would really be if you found some peace mm. in your heart you know and, and and the same thing with people have you ever been around well yeah of course you have you you, you know what your parents do but you know we're you and i we're both around keynote speakers and oh, yeah. famous authors and mm-hmm. the people that's written our bibles for, you know the commentaries <laughs> right. to our bibles right. every time i see david jeremiah I go, i'm not worthy <laughs> to be in the room with you you know and he's always chuckling at me and i'm like oh my gosh i think i made david jeremiah <laughs> smile oh my gosh tim clinton just said i'm okay i'm okay you know <laughs> i'm gonna quit taking you. yeah you know, so you know we're around those people all the time mm. But you find, you know, those people are struggling. They're real struggling. human beings. Struggling. And if we didn't have God, I, I don't know how, how the world does it. Oh. I'll tell you how the world does it. They get rid of Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> and they forget what gender they oh, are. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, the more, the more what I'm hearing you say is, I mean, that verse, what is a prophet man to forfeit his soul but gain the whole, the whole world? world. That's right? exactly right. And exactly. And that's what we're talking about is somebody how they can get completely lost in themselves because they're completely empty right right but even through all the pain that you've experienced you were able to fill yourself up with Aww. jesus and right. not be lost right yes. and not get to the place of emptiness so yes i know places probably got dark for you a very, lot in your life very but at the same time how did you practically for us cling to jesus and fill yourself up on a daily basis you know there's there's some practical things yeah one i think that's why it's important for a daily devotional life yeah it's one that's not centered around you know if you're you're not careful if you're a professional christian if you're not careful you're going to study the bible study because mm. you're going to be with this person on stage next week and so you know but that's not your bible study that's not that's not you being in a devotion with the Lord, just you. Mm. You know, sometimes we will study God's word because we we need something out of it because we're going to go tell somebody we're going to yeah. be in front of five thousand people and I need to give them a truth. Right. If we're not careful, we are working our salvation 
because we need to work it. I mean, we need to work in front of somebody later. Right. What you have to do is establish a very personal, private relationship with God mm. that's about you and your Bible and your journal, and you hash it out and you talk it out and you write it out and mm. you discuss with Him. And none of that is for a stage. Mm. It is all just to know your Savior and know your God. That's, right. that's the number one thing. And then the things that I learned when I went through a struggle of depression has helped. It helps me spiritually and physically mm. and mentally. And that is um, never let yourself get hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. It's mm. called HALT. We use it in recovery. You use it in counseling. But never let yourself get hungry, which means not just physically hungry, you know, yeah. so that your body is weak and your mind is not clear, but don't let yourself get spiritually hungry mm. to where you just need some time with the Lord. You need to hear from the Lord. Right. Um, and sometimes it takes God being quiet for a little while, but it takes us going back to the same well and going, I'm here, Lord, whenever you're ready to speak to me. Wow. And while I'm waiting for you to speak, I'm just going to study and read something about you, mm. you know. So never let yourself get hungry. The other is never let yourself get angry. Wow. Um, the Bible says, be angry but sin not it is sometimes in our anger and maybe it's the anger because covid won't go away or we're angry because we're frustrated how the government is handling it and the bible says be angry but sin not in other words to me a part of that sin is not just going and slashing somebody's your mayor's tires (laughs) let's don't do that yeah but maybe the part of it is don't let that anger fester so much until you're just paralyzed and you're bitter and you're lashing out at your kids and you know so don't let yourself be hungry angry and lonely Mm. and that's a hard one because in a world that's quarantining Mm -hmm. and isolating and all that here's the greatest gift that the lord has allowed us what if we were going through this quarantine Mm -hmm. and we didn't have an internet Mm. and we couldn't zoom with their grandparents and we couldn't call our kids and see them right so don't let yourself be hungry angry lonely there are ways Mm. to stay in touch even if you're in one of those states that all quarantined and locked up you know go to florida we're having a blast (laughs) you know (laughs) so hungry hungry angry lonely and the other one is tired Mm. and that's hard for women yes because we feel like we have to do it all right now Mm -hmm. we're the ceos and the housewives and the and the moms and you know and we're going 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 so give yourself permission to take a nap i had a wonderful counseling friend Mm. of mine who was writing me a prescription for my effectser and then she tore off the pen handed it to me and then she wrote me a prescription and i read it and it said three o'clock nap wow and every day since then, it's been years, every day at 3 o'clock, I take a nap. That's amazing. Now, it may be I only have 15 minutes to close my eyes right. and, and knock the world away, but I'll put on some soft music, some praise music. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I put on scripture, yeah. and I just lay for about 15, 20 minutes and let the world go away for a few minutes, and I am refreshed. I'm a better mom mm-hmm. when it's done. You know, I was a better wife. My husband would always, maybe it's because I talk a lot, but he was like, it's 3 o'clock, hon, and you can go take your nap now. <laughs> What I like to say is rest is an action. It is. You have to actually make time to find rest, especially spiritually. I mean, you have to find that time. So I love that. Don't allow yourself to be hungry, angry, lonely, Lonely or or tired. tired. Halt. It just means halt. That's so good. Yeah. 
Shonda, through your story, you've been able to become a founder of the Branches Recovery Center, which yeah. offers counseling and treatment to those with depression, anxiety, and addiction, regardless of their ability to pay. You've also been able to debut a movie titled Laughing in the Dark. Yes. Uh, you've been on stage at the Grand Ole Opry several times, being inducted into their Hall of Fame. You've written eight books, as noted, one of the best comics in the world. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's breathtaking what you've done, but how have you been able to see God and his faithfulness? through it all and help our listeners understand what your mission and goal is in just helping others oh. now. Well, that list right there is a sign there's a God because I don't think I could accomplish any of it, yeah. you know, without him. But um, I think, you know, I had a birthday and you start reevaluating, I need to retire, you right. know. <laughs> and I don't know that any comic really does. Mm. But as for me and my house, I, I think I need to stay on task with yeah. the mission. I never leave my home that I don't know how, what I want to say at the end of the night. Mm. God has given me the message first, and then I start writing the comedy or adding the funny songs, or then I, then I start working backwards mm. to shore up that thesis. That's been my MO yeah. for every video I've ever recorded, every book I've ever written, mm. is that by the end of the night, the glory is God's. I love that. Yeah. Give it to God always. Always. Miss Shauna, just in closing, um, what do you have to say to the person out there that's really struggling? Yes. Right. Maybe they're trying to overcome a season of loss and grief. Right. Maybe they're trying to forgive a past maybe of abuse. Maybe they feel helpless. Mm. They feel lost. They feel tired. Right. They feel exhausted, discouraged. They don't know which way to run. What's the word God's placed on your heart of encouragement and hope to that person in this moment today? I think uh, the biggest thing is that to f don't forget that this is a temporary I mean, it, it is so hard to think that the moment you're in is going to last forever. And I've mm. been in that deep, dark grief. And I, I have known what it's like to think, I'm going to die alone. Mm. This, is gonna, this is just terrible. Yeah. And that day passed. Yeah. I, I know the dark, dark days when you just mm. didn't want to get out of the bed and you think, I just would rather die, just want to lay here and die. Yeah. And the morning came. And the morning it came. It always does. The God, it, this is such a temporary place that we're in in this world. Mm. The Bible says in John 6, 63, the spirit is everything. That's the right. flesh accounts for nothing. Mm. So what's going on in your flesh is so temporary. Mm. We need to be mindful of what eternity is going to be like and That's remember right. the goal set before us. Mm. And don't right. take your eyes off of that. That's yeah. right. And John 16, 33 reminds us that in this world you will have trouble, but take yes. heart. I, I have, have overcome, overcome the, the world. world. Hope is never lost. Shauna Pierce, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your time. You are a blessing. Thank you, Zach. Thank you for making me laugh. And, and congratulations sure on your podcast. This is great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Guys, just in closing, after that powerful interview from Miss Shauna Pierce, I wrote down just a couple thoughts. Even in the midst of confusion, heartbreak, grief, and loss, we still have a choice to make. Are we going to turn away or are we going to turn toward our constant source of hope and encouragement? I urge you to cling to Christ in your darkest moments because I promise you he is there with you in the midst of them. Hey, everyone, make sure to stick around for our house call segment as Rachel Flick will be joining us coming up next. We'll be right back with more after this. Meredith Andrews. Up the heaven, we see you, up the 
Extraordinary Women, a day of worship and encouragement. Coming to Marcus Point in Pensacola, April 17th. I'm Extraordinary Women host Julie Clinton, and I can't wait to see you along with our friends and some of the nation's best speakers, Casey Van Norman, Sheila Walsh, and Megan Clinton. Then praise and worship with Meredith Andrews. Super Early Bird Savings extended with $49 tickets through March 31st. An incredible worship experience you'll never forget. Get your tickets now at eWomen.net. That's eWomen.net. Extraordinary Women. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. It's time for a house call. This segment features professional counselors in our circle answering one of your questions. Hey, everybody. On this week's House Call with the Built Different podcast, I'm Rachel Flick, a licensed professional counselor who specializes in trauma. Today, our question is, Rachel, I know there are several stages to grief, and I also know that when you're experiencing each stage, you may feel the need to fast forward the grieving process. Rachel, after the tragedy of your husband's passing, what were some of the hardest stages of grief for you to walk through and how did you keep going? So this question is referencing Dr. Kubler-Ross's five stages of grief. Those are blame, denial, acceptance, bargaining, and anger in no particular order. I do want to point out that um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross developed this model by studying patients who had been diagnosed with a terminal disease and This was them reckoning with the end of their life coming. I will acknowledge that these emotions are all definitely a part of the grieving process, but they're not necessarily the only parts of grief and they definitely don't come in order. Having said that, I will say that two of the most difficult emotions within those stages for me were anger. I really wrestled with anger towards God and feeling like, if I could trust him, if I could trust his heart, that it was good for me, if his character was good, if he was loving, how could a loving God allow this to happen to me, to my children, to our family and our story, and to take away something that I loved very much, a person that I loved very much, a marriage that I was invested in. And so anger was a really difficult stage or emotion for me. The second one that I really wrestled with was acceptance. And I don't know what an average time for acceptance would be, but I know that about 18 months in, I was still feeling the emotion of shock and like, is this really my story? Did this really happen to me? Is my husband really gone? And I think one of the things that made that so difficult to reconcile with was that my husband was with us on Super Bowl Sunday and we were having fun and eating queso with family and You know, my husband was rooting for the underdog and we were holding hands and we were in a happy, loving marriage. And then the next day he was gone. And even though logically I know what happened to him and how he was killed emotionally, it kind of felt like he evaporated from my life. Not everyone's going to be able to relate to that in their grief story, but the emotion of acceptance and really settling into this is my life and how can I proceed forward in my healing journey from here? Those were some of the most difficult parts of the stages of grief for me. This is Rachel Flick, licensed professional counselor on this week's house call with the Built Different podcast. To find out more about Rachel, you can go to rachelflick.com. 
There you can listen to our podcast called The Hope Cast. Once again, that can be found at rachelflick.com. As always, thanks for joining me on this episode, and we'll see you next time on the Built Different Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. As we close today, we want to remind you about the upcoming Waymaker World Conference. This world premier Christian counseling event will be held in Orlando, Florida, September 15th through September 18th. Over the last 14 years, the World Conference has sold out with nearly 7,000 counselors, coaches, pastors, chaplains, and more, representing all 50 states and over 40 countries. Early bird registration is open now through March 31st, so register today for extra savings. To find out more, go to worldconference.net. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton.